the Wendigo by Grayson Albert Crow that Rockwell Thomas Shearer and Dominic Anthony Palmieri. Chapter 1, The Walk. It was a warm summer day and three boys were walking home. They were having fun messing around. So like time has been up. Me, Thomas, and Albert were walking home and I thought I'd let Shirka through the woods. While we were walking home, the sun started to go down and it started to get dark, so we had to move quickly before we got lost, but it was too late. It got dark and the woods seemed never ending. I shivered. Are we going to make it home? Maybe. Thomas said. We might have to sleep in the woods! Oliver shouted. They all saw a woodlock cabin. They all started jumping around like monkeys because they were so excited they had a place to sleep. We might want to stay inside the woodlock cabin instead of staying in the woods, said Oliver. Anthony and Thomas agreed. They arrived at the front door of the woodlock cabin. Chapter 2 The Beast. As we walked, we saw a cabin and started to head for it so we could rest and gather ourselves. We went in, and there was not that much stuff, but a lot of old books and a little pot. Well, this place is terrible. We'll have to do for tonight, Anthony said. We went for a little. We went to the little bed, and then Oliver tripped over a loose floorboard and broke the pot that seemed to have ashes in it. You are so dumb! I exclaimed. Well, it's not my fault we're in this stupid place. Oliver yelled back. We stopped arguing when the dogs started to bark at something at the window. They were barking louder and louder until they went silent. Then something came out of the grave, and we all started to run from the mysterious-looking silhouette. I went to the window and saw it coming up from the grave. It was about 10 feet tall, and it looked like a deer on its hind legs. I told Anthony and Oliver to try and find an escape route for us while I tried to hold it off. The ten-foot monster started to barge through the door, and I looked for a weapon to defend myself. I found a crowbar, and I got myself ready for this fight. I, it broke through the door, and then I started to charge at it. I hit it with the crowbar, and I yelled, Prepare to face death, you ugly-looking monster! I hit it with my crowbar, and the antler broke off, but it did not stop its rage. Anthony and Oliver came back and told me that there was no escape beside the front door. We started to run away from the monster, and then we tripped over each other and fell into the bookcase that spun around and fell down. It seemed like a long fall, but it was only a couple feet down. Ah, that hurt, Anthony said. Don't be such a wimp, Anthony, I exclaimed. It was not even that far down. It must have, he must have been more scared than in pain. Not even a second later... Oliver yelled, Look at your leg! In fear. Ah! I screamed as I tried to get up. I screamed in pain. How did this happen? It was not even that far of a fall. We all looked around and wondered where we were until we saw a year's worth of supplies and food and figured out it was an old fallout shelter and we had no way out. It was late and we decided to go to bed, but we did not go to bed until we heard the monster go away. The fallout shelter was very small and tight. Anthony said, I'm hungry. Well, there's a year's worth of supplies and food here, so we can try and see if we can eat it, I said. After that, we soon went to bed, but none of us got much sleep. The clock Chapter 3, The Fight. The clock struck 6 and the sun was here. Thomas checked the cameras to see if this gigantic behemoth of a monster was still there. I checked the map of the town for the best escape, while Anthony made food and took care of the dogs. The dogs are still unordable, but okay. I don't see it anymore. It's been an hour since I last saw it, Thomas stated. Even without it wandering around, we were still shaking in our boots. After an hour, I gained enough courage to make a break for it with my dog. I pulled out my pocket knife 
and opened the door that leads outside. The door screamed as the door opened. It sounded like it was not open for a hundred years. I rethought my actions, but I was too far now. I'm leaving this place. You guys coming? I yelled across the fallout shelter. No way do you think I'm going to, out to get attacked by the monster again. It is a suicide mission, you idiot. Yeah, and they sleepily yelled back. I went down the steps. I was not going to leave my friends. I wanted to leave, but I, I could not leave Thomas with this injured leg. He could not run. What if it came back? Thomas wanted to leave too, but it was a hard decision to make. After an hour of me and Thomas discussing it, we had made a final decision. We need to leave now. Many people are probably searching and worried sick. Thomas needs medical help and we're stuck in the woods with a monster. Is this how you want to go out? I yelled. I was furious. I couldn't I couldn't almost stand in the same room as him. After a few minutes of silence, Anthony started back at me. You are asking for a death sentence. This is your fault if you are not broken that stupid vase. Maybe we, we wouldn't be in this. You are the one who got us into this, and it's my fault you took the shortcut. If we didn't cut corners, we would be home and be safe. But you didn't, because you're a lazy wimp, I yelled. Anthony went silent. Thomas, Rex, and Bear and I walked out as I helped Thomas walk. The quickest route was a one-hour walk, but with Thomas hurt and leaning on my shoulder, it took more than double the time. After we were halfway, we heard screams of our names in the woods. Oliver! But as he... Oliver! Thomas! Thomas screamed through the woods. But I... But as he got close, he was screaming, Run! It was behind him. And I and Thomas were tired, but we had to go. I th threw Thomas on my back and sprinted with the dogs. Uh, it was ten times faster than us, and we only had so much time before it caught. With a glim quick glimpse, I saw a golf cart. I screamed, Go, go, go! With full intensity. We found the golf cart with one of its symptoms. Anthony got the dogs on and we floored it. Kablam! The trees behind began to fall as it ran through the trees. Throw anything you have at it and aim for the head! Kablam! The monster ran headfirst into a giant tree, disabling it. A wash of relief came over us as we had to get away. But once we got out of the woods, we ran to Anthony's house as it was the nearest. Mom! We need help! Anthony said seeing him. I'm so happy to see you. Do you boys want some food, she said, but she would not let Anthony speak. Mom, we need to go to the hospital and speak with the police. Anthony had finally got her attention. attention. She saw Thomas's leg and drove straight to the hospital. After we all checked out at the hospital, I and Anthony talked with the police about what we saw. Sadly, Thomas could not come as he was in the hospital still recovering. The sheriff started with simple questions like, how did you get lost? And where were you? We responded with the full truth. We had gotten lost taking a shortcut and we were in, a, in a, this abandoned cabin. I and Anthony stated in the woods there was this uh, 10 foot monster and a fallout base. Also, I, and there was a deer that stood on its hind legs. 
I remember when I was a little boy and when I had the same encounter. This is why I'm an officer. It changed me. The monster you were talking about is a Wendigo. There is no proof of it, but it is real. I lost my best friend. He crashed his golf cart and tried to run, but it was too late. I ran for my life and never turned back after that. Chapter 6, Dreams. After that, we all went home, but I did not get any sleep knowing that I had cheated death with my friends. What if it came back from my friends? Even though I never saw it again, I know it's still out there and alive.